Podcast presented by Tuned Up Custom Rods. John, how are you? Dan, I am fantastic. Good. Tommy, how are you? <laughs> Present? I thought that we just understood that that's the question. I'm doing gonna... great. I'm doing great. How are you, Dan? I'm doing well. Thank you. It's been a minute since we've been at the table. Yes. The studio looks a little better. It looks different. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff we got rid of at the shop here. Had a little uh, kind of spring cleaning to Big, say. Yeah. A lot of spring cleaning happened here. John's yeah. been working. I've been hustling on uh, both fronts as far as the company goes. It's good. I like it. It's looking it. good. It's not so claustrophobic. I like it. Yeah. There's a lot of garbage that was thrown away. Just random crap. And we have got a guest joining us here at the table, which has not happened in a while, Gary. So just... Uh, kind of special. Yeah. yeah. I'm feeling pretty good about it. So we have Gary and Melissa on the phone, his daughter, Bang, from uh, the company called Angling Innovations, and they have a product that we get to talk about today that I'm super excited about called the Bait Crate. And yeah, I'm just, I'm, I like the product quite a bit. So we're excited to talk to them today. And we got some updates, John. We're going to break some news. We have some updates. We have some shop updates. Minnetonka went ice-free today. That means someone won April a rod. Today, already, was, today was ice out. Yep. Someone wins a rod. Do you know who it is? Yep, I do. I spent a long time combing the responses because... Yeah, there was a, a, like 500 of them. And they were so close in time. He beat it out by like two and a half minutes. Seriously? Yeah. Because <laughs> multiple people said the 19th? Multiple people said, including one shop employee said the 19th, which I immediately disqualified. <laughs> who was that? Steve. <laughs> was he? <laughs> yeah. I was like, and he posted in the middle of all that mess. That's funny. But it, everyone was like, it's been ice free for two days. And I said, it has to be, we said the DNR announcement, right? Yeah. So you the, put the little the Minnesota the, the pin yeah. because just cause your one bay was ice free. It didn't mean the whole lake was ice free. Mm -hmm. That's yep. what I think a lot of people did. I think there's a lot of people out there with hair dryers and stuff, right? <laughs> Trying there to was people out there with uh, icebreakers. Was there? And they're already putting docks in. Nice. Well, I mean, this is. Yeah, put the docks. I mean, how many docks go in Minnetonka? Ten thousand. A lot. So a lot. you got to get you got to get going right away on them. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, we got that. We got, and then I think probably the big thing that we get to announce today, John, is some additions to the tuned up open water lineup. Yes, we are introducing a new ultralight series, um, and I'm very very excited about this because we kind of soft released it last year, got a few in people's hands, um, and now we're actually really releasing it. And going to try to focus a little bit more on um, in-stock rods for the first time in the company's history. Yeah. And, you know, just we see the web traffic and it's the case that when people want to buy ice or open water rods, they want them right now. Yeah. I, th I think it's a, for me, it's a, I, I go, I kind of go open water fishing and it's, I don't have to pre-plan my trips out as much. I kind of get, just can go because my boat's yeah. already like my ice house but it's filled and i don't have to disassemble everything every time and try to chip out the ice and when you ask a person how many ice rods they have if they say they have seven or eight ice rods people are like oh my gosh this guy's a nut but i mean everybody has seven or eight open water rods i don't well that's because you sell them every time you look every time they get in your boat you sell them i, I do i do not own any ice or open water rods they're all they're all for sale you own an entire <laughs> shop full of open I water rods john contrarian right there thanks <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I own a lot of open water rods. But that's what I mean. It's like people. Yeah, have, I guess there's that a is, lot. People have a lot of them in inventory. Yeah. That, I do have quite a few open water rods always. And usually duplicates. I usually have a pair of each one. I have two jigging rods, I'll have two rigging rods, I'll have two eighth ounce rigging rods, two three eighth ounce rigging rods, two quarter ounce rigging rods. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a lot of rods. That's a lot of rods. Just to start with, it's the like that arcs of rods over here. <laughs> let's start. To, let's start with talking about the bait crate. Yeah, How this is that? quite the innovative product. So Gary and Melissa, you guys, so obviously father daughter team. How did you come up with this? Well, it was, uh, uh, thanks for having us. And we love seeing the shop here, too. This is a great place to stop by and look at all these rods sometime. You won't believe it. But anyway, it started out of frustration with uh, my dad and I, probably 25 years ago, uh, sitting at the kitchen table, mad because every time you bought leeches in a styrofoam cup and took off in the boat, it blew all over your boat. Yep, you lost your leeches. And then if you put them in your fridge, your mom was screaming because they were all fuzzy. <laughs> and uh, so that, that had to go away. So I just said, I got to make something that we can put bait in that you can put in the fridge that looks halfway decent so your wife or spouse isn't complaining about it. And it keeps it cold when you're out in the water. And, uh, you know, you can take it apart, put it in your dishwasher, and try and do it for an affordable price. So that's kind of where that started. And with my daughter's help, she got it done. And uh, it was kind of fun. And we got a patent on it just because I wanted to get a patent. And so it was, it was kind of a labor of love, just like, you know, anybody in the sports that makes something, they do it for that. And uh, so that's kind of how it got going. And, you know, so we have them and we're just trying to sell them, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Allie, my wife and Melissa work together and, you know, Allie's, I don't, you've not met my wife, I don't believe, have you, Gary? No, I have. No, but she's the type of person who knows everybody who she meets. And so she, you know, she's talking with Melissa and talking about, you know, I'm, I have this podcast and I talk ice fishing and I talk fishing in general or whatever. And, and Melissa said, well, well, hey, we've got this product that we started looking at. And so Allie came home and told me about it. And I thought, my first thought was, there are a lot of different ways to store bait, right? And then I thought, okay, well, I have an angle, I have the 13 cord angle, which everybody has that cooler. And it's, it's good. I mean, it's, it's durable, right? You can throw that in the back of your truck and drive across the lake and not care. It's going to be fine. You can't drive it over with the four wheeler though. <laughs> John, thank you for just, just, okay. just getting that all out there. That's great. Thank you for that case study. <laughs> the hinges kind of go somewhere else, but it's, it's a cooler that everybody has and they're expensive. Like an angle is, 90 bucks. I was going to say they're just about a hundred dollars. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, they're just shy of a hundred bucks. And then it's got, uh, you know, a diesel generator on the side of it to run the <laughs> bubbles. The loudest thing in the world. The original angle pump. I don't know what they built them out of, but it's, it is the loudest thing in the ice house. And it's almost you're, like, if you're in the house, like ice house by yourself, it's like, like a Vexar going out. Yeah, it, it is. It's an, it's a sound that doesn't ever, you don't get used to it. No. It's like a skunk smell. And if you you, I close my eyes, it. I can picture that sound. Yeah. It's loud. Mm -hmm. So anyways, when she told me that, I'm like, okay, well, let's see what it is. So I went on your guys' website, which is anglinginnovations.net. Mm -hmm. The net's important. That's correct. Yep. And uh, I was looking at the pictures and I was like, oh, this thing's kind of neat looking. Um, one thing I couldn't really tell from the from the pictures was how big it was. 
you know, cause I was like, well, this, you know, coolers can be pretty cl- cumbersome, right? They take up space or whatever. Uh, but then I was looked at the price and I'm like, holy crap, this thing is so much less expensive than the angle is. Yeah, you can almost buy four of them. Yeah. They're 24 bucks. It's crazy. Anyways. So long story short, that led to me emailing back and forth with you guys and, and talking about it. And then you guys sent us a couple of them and I was like, this is awesome. I got to use it out on the river a couple of weeks ago and I was just blown away with how useful the thing is. Yeah. For leeches, I can't think of anything better because everyone has the styrofoam cup incident where you either step on it or drop it in the fridge and it blows up and you've got <laughs> leeches all over the place mm-hmm. or they just like, they're like little ninjas and they come crawling out of your fridge. That's the worst. Or you want to go fishing on Mille Lacs in July and you buy a, a tub of leeches and by two o'clock in the afternoon, that's 700 degree water. <laughs> and they're, you know, it's like a jacuzzi. Yeah. And they're like, I can almost hear them cooking. Yeah, in they're there. gone <laughs> at that point. And I don't want to bring out the whole big thing and I don't want to use the my live well and just have leeches loose in them. So it's like, anyways, so when I got the thing and I got a chance to have my hands on it, I was really surprised, first of all, with its size. It is much smaller than I thought it was going to be. What is it? Maybe a 10-inch cube? Yeah, it's probably nine and a half, ten. Yeah, so it's not huge. It's, you know, we've got four of them on the table right here around us, or three of them right now. And It reminds me of the size of, like, a gallon milk jug. Like, it's a just maybe a little bit bigger than that, sure. but that's about what it would take in a space in the fridge. Obviously a cube, though. Yes, well, isn't a gallon milk jug kind of a, if you... It's kind of like side, yeah, it has like, yeah, kind of. It's probably pretty close to that. Yeah, I mean, it's just, the size of it was what I was really surprised and pleased by because the angle is, it's not huge, but it's 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 there. It's, it's, it's a piece of equipment. And they're like, you can't put that in your fridge. No. At no. all. And I think that's what everyone used to do was put them in, in your fridge, right? Like the, back, like the whole, I put the whole styrofoam minnow bucket in my fridge. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So then this thing, the, the way that it's designed, it has that, you said the patent, what, what part of it is patented? Is it the whole design or is it the Yeah, it was, it was a whole design. I, you know, I just went to a patent attorney and just said, Hey, I want to see if, you know, and it's more about the patent search, you know, and then they'll see if there's anything like it and there isn't. And uh, so they gave us a patent on it and it was just kind of, I wanted to have a patent one day. So yeah. that's what you do. And uh, so that, so what, you know, that we have that going for it. And uh, and, and Melissa kind of came up with the, I was going to do the sides to be freezable, but she came up with a center, the center column insert. And uh, that works out great, you know, yeah. f- freezing that or putting ice in it during the day as the day goes on. It's like the middle part of a washing machine. What's exactly. that thing called? Yep. Agitator? The agitator. It's yeah. like an agitator right in the middle. And it is, it's a hollow column that you can remove from the bait crate, fill with water, put it in your freezer, and freeze it. And then, and then you put it in your crate, and all through the summer, you've got, got cold water. you got cold water in there. Or fill it up with ice cubes. Yep, fill it with ice cubes, yeah. Because yep. when, when you fill it up with ice, this thing floats. Melissa is on the phone, right. by the way. She's the innovator of that yeah, so, center technology. <laughs> well done, Melissa, with the agitator. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's what we're calling. That it looks now. so cool. Yeah. I, I also really like that it doubles as the hands free option to not get your not get yourself wet digging in there. You know? Well, I was you gonna just, say when we had it on the river, it was cold water, so we didn't need to put anything in that in that agitator part. And so when you'd open the top, the whole thing would float up. Like the whole basket. Oh. So okay. there was you didn't have there was no getting your hands wet. It just the basket floated up, the minnows were sitting there flopping, you grabbed one out and Shut the lid and it pushed itself back down. It was awesome. 
Yeah, that's what we do yeah, ice, so then, ice fishing too. Yep. If the tube is frozen, it'll sink, but then you can pull the center part up so it acts as a mesh strainer so yeah. that you don't have to get your hands wet. No, it's it, it was my friends who were using it in the boat. They're like, oh, man, this thing floats. I don't have to have cold fingers. It was awesome. Well, I think this might be the year for you guys because have you heard about the minnow shortage this year? Yeah, and yeah it's, it's coming. So if you can keep your minnows fresh and save them and, you know. What what minnow shortage? <clears throat> There's like a legit, theory, like we're not having minnows again. You haven't heard this? No, I haven't been on the interwebs for like three weeks. Dan, pull up the story. There's, it's, what was it like the one minnow supplier for the entire state basically doesn't have a supply right now? Well, because everything's still frozen. No, no it's, it was it's like an, a license. It's, it's an access issue or something. Oh, that could be even worse. Like yeah. one of their one of their main ponds that they go to, they don't they don't have access to any longer or something. I was just reading about it. So it's just yesterday. desperate bait dealers turn to DNR to address minnow shortage. The agency is exploring ways to lift harvest barriers for trappers who keep losing access to minnow ponds. Oh, people are buying up the minnow ponds and saying, nope, we're not going to let you trap there, I suppose. Uh, and this is in Go- Ottertail County. Um, Urbank Live Bait Company is like ground zero for minnows, apparently. Yes. They, they supply all the min- like all the minnows for the upper Midwest, it feels like. Other than Wisconsin, because Wisconsin is totally different. And they're saying it's going to be short for the whole year. How do they figure that out this early? Get your break, bait crates now. Yeah. <laughs> bait, bait crates and freedom baits, folks. Stock yeah. up. <laughs> no, well, and, you know, I guess this is kind of contrary to what you just said, Tom, but the thing that I thought was really neat about that is I, I don't usually store my bait. I buy what I want for that day, and then I dump it, what I don't use. And so the idea of an angle that has an aerator and that can store it and keep it fresh for however long isn't super useful for me because I don't, I don't, I don't keep them. I don't Here's the problem with the angle that I have. The big problem in the summertime, I go and put it in my fridge and I have to take off the aerator because you put it in the fridge and then the aerator stops and then it doesn't do anything. Mm. I mean, the, I, the angle is great. And, and it's I, just a different, it's a different product. It's, it does a different thing. I hate leeches in an angle because they get caught in the mesh. Oh yeah, I'm They're sure. Like, or especially if you get a fuzzy one in the corner. <laughs> Speaking of that, I just pu- found my angle in the in the garage, closed. Oh no! From January. it didn't have anything in it, did it? I have not determined that yet. <laughs> did you bring it up to the photo shoot? Yeah, that's when I think that the white one that got ran over. I think there was minnows in there, and it's April. You got minnow soup now. Well, just throw it away. You got a bait crate now. Because <laughs> I, I, I was like, I should open it. I'm like. Why? I yeah. shouldn't open it. It's latched. Yeah. Put that one, put it for, put it for free sign out and put it in your driveway and see what happens. Facebook marketplace. Yeah. Do not open free, it in my yard. Free angle cooler. If you can open it in the yard, you can take it. <laughs> Fixer nope. upper. S- slightly, slight minnow smell. <laughs> it's like soup. I've had to almost throw mine away more than once. Yeah. You used bleach on yours once. I did. You cleaned it up too. Yeah. It worked. You're not supposed to, but it worked. All your minnows died. No, I filled it with, so I washed it out. I put a tiny little cup of bleach in there, filled it with water, let it sit, dumped it out. And then I filled it up with baking soda. And yeah. To neutralize, neutralize it. it all. It still smelled yeah. like bleach. The nice thing about these is they, they all come apart. So you throw them in your dishwasher. Really? Yes. See? It's just. Hey, Allie, do you think we could throw this in your dishwasher after Dan had <laughs> minnows in it for six months? Is Allie on the phone? 
Oh, we have a caller. <laughs> oh boy, I think she might be there. Is Allie uh, on the phone? One time listener, first last time caller. <laughs> last Listening time, do you caller. promise? Do you promise? The first time listener caller. Oh no, we got a rookie and a rookie junior on the phone too. I'm not a rookie. <laughs> oh, did you have the okay. kids on too? Uh, they just—I think they literally know when I push unmute. It's got the whole family and the dog in the background. <laughs> the dog's here. Everybody's here. There's more than needs to be. So, okay. Well, um, no, you know what? I prefer the dishwasher method if the dishwasher was completely empty and no other food ingredients were involved. I mean, I got literally yelled at yesterday for filling up my dog's water dish with the uh, water dispenser on the fridge. Why? <laughs> like, that was the, yeah, that I was mean, a really bad gross. thing to do. Not okay. Wait, wait, wait. Did you take the dish and then put it underneath the thing? Or did you take, like, a cup of water and fill it no, up? I put and the dish under there. Why would you just take a cup of water like a normal person? That's what I I couldn't get to the sink because she was in front of the sink fixing something, and I'm like, the dog's barking, so I just put it under there. And what was you know what I was doing? I just want to share with all the the listeners. Me and my rookie number two here, eight years old, installed a new um, garbage bin process and system. So we're pretty proud of ourselves, and we're going to um, throw a lot of lines this summer. And um, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. But I have one question. I'm going to, I'm going to listen in um, another. Well, I, I think I'll do. What is that called when you like listen, ask the question? Then listen I'll listen off on the, the radio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll do that. Is it for? Okay. Is it for us or is it for Melissa? Well, it's starting with Melissa. Then it's going to Gary because I need to hear more of their voices. I've already talked more than Melissa, so I'm not going to anymore. Wait, I just dialed in, so never mind. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> this is going great. Um, okay, so remember like those field days you had when you were a kid? And they would do like the three-legged race and like the jumping sack and all the fun things. A friend of mine is putting hers on for her school. Her kid's school didn't have one, so she's doing it for the first time ever for this school. And I was brought back to all the fun things. And I wanted to know, like, just a little bit about you guys. Um, what specific one activity during those school field days? Was it the long distance run, long jump? What was it that is your favorite activity to do at those events? Oddly specific question. That's the, a great question. The bait crate jump. <laughs> That's a great question. How, how many bait crates I can jump over? Yeah. All right, Melissa, what do you got? What's your what was your go to field day event? I have to say the long jump. Really? Ooh. I didn't hang up. I really am interested. <laughs> so we just were talking about the long jump in school today because we were learning about meters and feet. Do you guys know what the world record for the long jump is? It's probably like 13 meters or something. Is it 10 feet? 10 meters? I have no idea. No idea. It was 8.9 meters, 29 feet. Wow. And it was Whoa. set in 1968. What? 1968. Really? No one's broken it? No Usually one's broken Usually those it. records just keep breaking because yeah. they yeah. find new ways to train and stuff. Isn't that insane? Cool. My Could, students were equally Allie, impressed. that could be your goal for the end of the summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just get that extra like, foot. You can get 30. <laughs> I was thinking about Melissa, and she probably could. 
She's a lot taller than I am. Or at least she wears higher heels. I can, I'm not sure which. (laughs) Okay. So Melissa is going with long jump. John, what do you say? Shot put. Shot put. Interesting. It was Gary. It was Gary before John. Well, John already answered, but anyways, Gary, Uh, I'll probably go with the discus. I like, I used to like throwing that around. Oh, cool. Tommy. Well, I was never in like track where you're throwing shot put or anything like that, but if I'm understanding Allie's question correctly, I'd say probably like the potato stack, sack race thing. <laughs> sure. That was fun. Commendable. That's Commendable. fair. Allie, what was your answer? Um, me and Rookie 2 tied on three-legged race. There's a lot to laugh. The three-legged race. So that's similar, more similar to Tommy's. I always liked the throwing events. That's what I didn't. That's what I prefer to do. Now, I still have field day every year. So my field day is May 31st for my school. And whenever I get to be out there, I always want to judge the 50-yard dash because it is. Here's a little secret if you guys didn't know this. When your school goes up through fifth grade, the fastest people in the school are the girls by a long shot. But the boys are already super hyper competitive, and it drives them absolutely (laughs) insane because they get destroyed. Really? And they can't handle it. And it's fun to watch. <laughs> good question, Allie. Good question. Yeah. Now okay, good. Actually, there's one more rookie in the room who needs to answer. Okay. Long jump. Long jump. Thank you, rookie number one or two. Shouldn't you know which rookie it is? Well, I don't know if I'm... One time I said the names and I got in trouble for that. Yeah, he's the OG rookie. Okay. Other one isn't. So, okay, all right. We'll log off and listen to the rest. Melissa has lots of interesting stories. She works for an, um, this amazing business that does the um, minnow keeping in the fridge and dishwasher. She's got wild rods and um, she works somewhere else with one of your other guests <coughs> in this past history, even. Well, are you, are you reading her LinkedIn bio? <laughs> I actually know I, I personally know Melissa she, and Gary if you are anything like Melissa she is a wonderful person and I would work with her every day of my life she's awesome well thank you <laughs> thanks Allie yeah okay we're gonna hang up you guys have fun catch you later bye bye later bye is it disconnected now? We, we can end that. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was like a Minnesota goodbye right there. Yeah, yeah on the phone. That was that was a real that was a Minnesota question. So, what do you think about this hot these hot dish noodles? <laughs> I, I like I like the round elbow ones and not the not the tuna roll ones. Don't so, you know, Melissa? Your your main day job is with uh, Federal, right? I assume that yeah. we're okay to say that. Mm-hmm. Or Vista Outdoors. I think she's you're federal proper, aren't you? Yeah, I, I only work on the ammunition side. Oh, so you're loading <laughs> shotgun shells during the day and bait crates at night. <laughs> <laughs> no. I actually came from Rapala, so I started in the fishing industry, and now I'm in the ammunition industry. Hold so. up. You went from Rapala to federal? Jeez. Yes. What did you do at Rapala? <laughs> E-commerce. Okay. Well, John definitely saw your work since he spent a lot of money on the Rapala website. If you know, uh, Rapala sent me an email saying, hey, I haven't placed an order in 
five days, they would like to know what's going on if I'm alive. <laughs> Sir, the, the third quarter's ending, and we really could use your order. welfare check-in. I've had warnings. Uh, Rapala and Northland Tackle sometimes will send me an email. Hey, I see you, you haven't been very active. Like, I ordered two days ago, I guess. I mean, I'm just waiting for my package to show up. That's awesome. I like when I get the handwritten note from the shipping guy. Thanks for your order, John. I'm like, thanks, Jim. And then he texts me. He's like, you got a big order today. I'm like, oh, geez. Just don't tell my wife this. Hey, it's something to be proud of. I did get some fishing tackle in the mail um, that I actually legitimately forgot I ordered. I ordered it from Canada, and they were uh, salmon floats for, like, river fishing. Mm -hmm. And I ordered it, I don't know, like 25 days ago, but it got stuck in customs. Showed up, and I was like, Oh, who sent these? And had no recollection of ordering it. That's awesome. Until I looked at the foreign fees and the, <laughs> all the other stuff that goes with ordering from stuff from Canada. Well, that's like when you told me that I had a rod that was ready. And I was like, what rod? <laughs> the rod you ordered. I'm like, I didn't order any rods. And there's like an invoice and everything. And I'm like, you ordered it. I don't, I don't know if this is just, you just forgot. <laughs> Wasn't that long. Occasionally, John will just put in an invoice for Dan. He's like, yeah. he's got my card on file. He, he probably was, would want this rod. I think it was actually to replace the one that you broke, Tommy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened. That was sixty percent me, forty percent Dad. Okay, so hundred percent my problem. <laughs> I, I got a question. Could you use this bait crate for night crawlers if I take out the white insert? That's what I'm thinking. Well, yeah, it it actually works. Uh, a lot of guys like to use cold water for night crawlers. Yeah. And you don't want to keep them after, of course, you've had them in your boat all day in cold water. But if you put them in cold water, they'll fluff up and get a little tougher. So if you take it apart, you'll see that that strainer, uh, you just put your night crawlers in there in the bedding, and then you hose them down with your garden hose, yeah. get all the bedding off them, and then put them back in the cold water. And then when you're out fishing walleyes for the day, you've got your night crawlers in cold water all day without any bedding. Yeah, because that's, for me, you, I, I don't use night crawlers very often because they're a mess in the boat. And yeah. I hate getting that cellulose ground up newspaper exactly. rubbed so into you, my carpet. If you hose them off, then you don't have all that in your in your boat. So Can they, you a lot of guys use them for for uh, night crawlers. And they just are under the water? Yeah, they're, they're just going to float in there. They're going to be cold, but you can pick up your strainer and grab them. You yeah, know? but you just you, you know use what you need for that day. What do you think would happen if you put like night crawlers and leeches in the same basket. That'd be a problem? I don't think so. So here's I mean, Oh, you got to tell us the the thing you told us before about leeches. Oh, yes, you oh. have to because apparently <laughs> John and I had no idea. Well, apparently I knew about this. I just never I mean my grandparents did it, but I didn't know why they did it. I just thought it was So you have to explain this because this might blow people's minds. So anyway, when when I once I I made it and I really made it for leeches at first, and then I found out it works pretty good for ice fishing and stuff. But I uh, I was going to put the leeches in my refrigerator and just see how long they would last without changing the water, and so that I had kind of an idea and how long they would live. And I had a guy tell me that it's an old uh, wives' tale to put a few rocks in there with your leeches and they'll live a lot longer. And the water will stay cleaner. So I put a couple two-inch rocks, three-inch rocks in there with them, put it in my fridge in the garage, and just let them sit in there. And after two and a half months, it was fall, I threw them away, and they were still all there. And they, were, they weren't fuzzy. They were still alive, and the water was actually pretty clean. Not the same water for that long, was no, it? No, the yeah, same water. I left yeah, the same so, water. So the rock must do something. 
It, it's something with rocks and leeches. It's an old wives' tale, and I think it works. It sounds so, like it works. I'm I, I'm gonna try it because I've come up, you know, looking at the fridge at the little plastic leech bucket, and you go in there, and they're all like, yeah, <laughs> three times the size of when they started. <laughs> and you're like, ew. And you gotta go try to rinse them off. I don't. Ugh. <laughs> So anyway, old, old farmers out there that knew that did probably didn't want people to know that. Now are probably mad. Yeah, there's going to be a run on rocks now. <laughs> yeah, everybody be picking their rocks. <laughs> I think it's genius. I've never heard of that. It's what worth a try. I mean, it, it, I just tried it and I was impressed. I so now I always throw a couple rocks in there when I go fishing. You could probably just grab it at the launch. Yeah, it, it did. There weren't anything special. They were just off my yard. So. I don't know. It's worth a try. That's genius. Yeah, that if if that works as well as I mean, it, it, that's amazing because no one needs fuzzy leeches. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I think you need a leech crate and a minnow crate. You'll, you'll need two now. Yeah, you, think? you probably everyone, should have a nightcrawler crate. Everyone too. should have. One. Do you think? <laughs> but my question is, could you put them all together? Was there any reason you couldn't? Yeah, because I don't want them touching each other. But is there Le- leeches don't seem to like minnows. They're they're kind of like separate gangs. Okay. <laughs> so th- is that true? I mean No, I was just, I mean, I don't know. I'm asking for real. Uh I have never put leeches with Though I never put leeches in my live well on my boat either because if they go down the little drain tube pipe, they stink forever. In your live well. Yeah. Yeah, I've got one of those Lindy leech tamers things you know what i'm talking about like you, the little yep. yeah you just have to make sure they're all like legitimately velcroed together yeah it works fine but it's it's a pain in the butt it's hard to open with one hand yep and yeah you still throw them away at the end well and then when you if you do catch a couple of fish then you have fish in with that and you're trying to i don't know it's just more crap in the boat it was amazing i was in the river with four people in my boat and this and all their other stuff and it was it was not in the way I, I think it's, I mean, as far as innovation and cost, it's a very reasonable product. I agree. I agree. Anglinginnovations.net. Yeah. Or possibly tuneupcustomerrounds.com. Yeah. Dan apparently put it on our website. It's up there. I, yeah. have an, I have an idea for you guys. I don't know if you're open to ideas or not. But, okay, so first of all, I, I have, like, have you seen those, uh, the, the, I think they're just called the hands-free minnow buckets where it's just like the. The bait up. It's called the bait up. No, the one the one that I have. Oh no, yours is different. I'm sorry. Yours looks like a humidifier. Yeah, it's just a bucket with styrofoam around it to keep it cool. Put a bubble around it, and you just pull up a a, a stick in the middle. Okay. So one thing I really like about your design is that there is no room. There's basically no gap so that the minnows could sneak underneath your strainer or the leeches or anything. Yeah, that was a well. The first one we had didn't have that gasket around it. That silicone gasket. And we found out in a hurry oh, yeah, that leeches want to go underneath. Yeah. So then that we had to redesign that and put that gasket on there, and it pretty much solved that problem. And then you'll, well, and then you'll forget about them, and you won't clean that out, and then right. all of a sudden you got soup that you're dealing with. All right. So here's my idea. We can edit this out if you want me to. <laughs> Half of this, I, I'll just do it so that they can't. You can't really just see what, see what I'm saying, but half of this for your freezing, and then the other half for your for your net crawlers. Store them in that tube. Would that work? 
I don't, know. I, I don't know how many you could get in you there. Probably get like six yeah. night crawlers in there. I okay. want a whole bucket of night I was going to say you could put minnows in that thing and just put it in your pocket when you're walking a hole in the hole. <laughs> there you go. John's eyes just lit up. He liked it. <laughs> yeah. John likes it. I like that a lot. Yeah. I'd have just this, this tube of minnows in there. Ready to Though I can't put minnows in, my, at all in my jacket anymore. I think it needs to be field tested, Tom. You could just put... That's a... I took your idea and made it John likable. Oh, that's going to wreck me because I could just put minnows in here and throw it in my jacket versus putting the minnows in my jacket, which I usually do. You ever wash a shiner or a couple shiners (laughs) through your washing machine? (laughs) No. You know what it does? I can't imagine anything good. It creates glitter on your ice fishing stuff. All the scales. And then you just tell your daughter that it was lipstick in your pocket. Because that's a lot more believable. Or way, lot, yeah. way more believable. And then she's like, oh, is that why my my shirt has glitter on it? Yeah, that's, yep. yeah, well, that's, that's what it was. That's exactly what happened. Hopefully she doesn't listen to this episode. Well, should we do a quick commercial break and then come back and tell some stories? And Yeah, we got we yeah, to launch. Gotta, we got a bunch of stuff to we talk gotta about. We got to launch some rods. It's yeah, this awesome. thing is, I, I'm, I'm starting to dig it more for carrying minnows than anything else. Like in the, in the insert. Maybe by insert separate. Then I could have like six of them. There you go. <laughs> you could have a holster. It'll look like a, like a uranium tube dispenser and just pull out the tubes. That's a cool idea. Look at this. Innovations. Angling. 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 There you go. Yeah. <laughs> .net. All, All right. right. Let's take a quick commercial break. All right. All right. Hey everyone, this is Dan from the Iceman talking about our sponsor, Tuned Up Custom Rods. Right now, ice is breaking up and open water season is right upon us. It is time to get your orders in for a brand new open water rod from Tuned Up Custom Rods. Check out TunedUpCustomRods.com. Make sure you use the promo code Iceman to save yourself 10% on your checkout. And if you are looking for the hottest plastics for that early crappie bite, freedombaits.com and use the code ICEMAN for 10% off on your order. These are hand-poured, high-quality plastics at a super affordable price. And Maluna Cooler at maluna.com. Check out your unhinged coolers in a variety of colors. These are the best coolers I've ever used. I I promise you the 22-quart, the 50-quart, amazing. Maluna.com. Use the promo code ICEMAN to save yourself on your purchase today. That 22 cord is legit. I love it. It's the perfect size cooler for pretty much everything. It's it's an amazing. Well, I love the 50 cord too. I mean, the 50 cord is a standard cooler. Yeah, it's a standard cooler. But and the 22 cord, you just throw it in your truck, bring it. It's with, you can my, use it as a lunch pail. Always my lunch go to for the boat. Yeah, it's a legit. It's a legit cooler. They are awesome. But uh, tuned up has some exciting news. We are releasing a new ultralight. Uh, this is a true ultralight in our Apex series. Uh, it's a little lighter than the Apex Elite. They're going to come standard with wind grip handles, balanced rods. Um, first time we've ever offered a, a fully balanced rod as a stock option. Um, they'll be available online shortly. Uh, but we did uh, have a winner of our Minnetonka Ice ice out contest. Yeah, if if you're not following along on the tuned up social media pages, there's a there's been a contest. Guess the ice out date for Lake Minnetonka, and it just popped today. It was April nineteenth. At so. what time? Like eight fifty five in the morning or something yeah, crazy. It was like that. it was it was called pretty early. Um, but yeah, it, that's actually kind of normal for ice out. I it's, think median ice out for Tonka is like the thirteenth of April, thirteenth yeah, or fourteenth. It's yeah. so it's we're real close. It's about a week behind. Yep. 
That's not bad. Not bad. That's going to make opener pretty consistent, I think. Now up north, it's a whole different story. Yeah, you're up on. Yeah, we're up Alex. on Lake Ida in uh, Alexandria, and we're still froze. I, you could almost walk on it yet. Are people ice fishing still? Uh, they were last week, but I think they've they've given up now. But yeah, there's a lot of a lot of ice up there yet. So we just got rid of our snow. Oh, it's crazy. I know it's a crazy year. So John, tell me more about this new ultralight. So I got two questions for you. Yes. Question number one: You say it's a true ultralight. What is the difference? So it, it, it's a little slower. Okay. Um, it's not as fast. So our elite ultralight is like a high performance, a little stiffer backbone, a little stiffer tip. You can throw a whole rig out with a bobber. These are a little softer, a little little slower. And we're talking a little slower, like this is like 3% slower than the Apex Elite. Um, so it's a little softer, a little slower, black blank, black guides, a little bit more stealthy look, um, but they are beautiful. And I'm very excited to introduce them. What do you have for length? Uh, we are going to have a 6.2". A six eight and a seven two. That six two might be dynamite for casting on docks, and it's going to be also dynamite for the trout guys. We've noticed there's a lot of trout guys that are, you know, they just don't have a good option for a wind grip handle or like a balanced rod for throwing Panther Martins this time of year. As we hear, it seems to be it is pouring, pouring out, which is going to make those rivers even higher. Um, but I think this is just a really good option. I've been fishing with them for years um, in six eight. Just never thought about actually bringing a stock model in. And with that wind grip, it's really going to be awesome. So wind grip, that's a full-length handle. Yeah, it's going to be a full-length handle. A little different than we've always offered, but the rod is neutrally balanced. Okay, that's the second question. What does that mean, balanced rod? So if everyone picks up, take your reel off your rod, you pick it up. It is really raining. It's pouring. It sounds like hail. You can definitely hear it. Yeah. It's It's coming through. When you grab the handle, the rod will feel, you'll feel no weight in the tip. It'll just, it'll just feel as light as a feather. So this rod really shines at that. So how do you accomplish that? So there's two ways to do it. Um, you can move the reel seat around, which I don't suggest because then you make the handle a little too long. Or you can add weight to the back end of the rod. And this, that's what we do. We add a little bit of weight to the back end of the rod, and it makes the rod balance perfectly. Yeah, it's a little counterintuitive because you make the rod technically heavier, Yep. but it feels lighter because of the balance. Yeah, it's like if you ever grab a hammer, you grab a framing hammer and just hold it right at the very end. It's really heavy, but if you grab it kind of towards the middle, even a little bit forward heavy, it's actually, it doesn't feel heavy. It's all about the leverage of the rod. And with real light ultralights, I think that's really crucial to be able to detect just the ultralight biters. Um, 7.2 being the, the longest length, um, I use that for what I call is like wind fishing, where I cast, I always park my boat either facing the wind or kind of out of a diagonal cast, and then I get a big wind loop, and I watch the wind loop kind of twitch as the fish bites it. Okay, so I have I have the 7.2 Apex Elite Ultralight. Yep. I love that rod. The sensitivity is dynamite. Super light tip. You can bomb cast little hair jigs. You can bomb cast, especially when you have a slip bobber set up on there. That thing will go forever. Yes. Now, when would I, why would I prefer to use this other one? So I prefer to use a little bit lighter one when I'm really finesse fishing. So once the fish kind of come out of the reeds and they're, I won't say they're negative, but they kind of have that couple week period where they're kind of, they're done spawning. They're not, they're done 
that initial feed and they're kind of moving out where they're kind of suspended, but they're still kind of near the area where they were is where you can cast real light jigs, you know, 16th, even lighter, 32nd, and kind of drift it over the top of them. And where a bobber doesn't work at that point, you're just trying to kind of get it, the jig to float across their face. That's where these rods are going to shine. What about trolling like tiny rapalas? Would I would, slow, I, would the slower I, action work better? For I that? think they would work a little better, and you could load them up because you got to troll those pretty slow. Oh yeah, and I troll uh, like Panther Martins a lot for crappies, and those work or little MEP spinners, especially early season where you're just trying to kind of search for them. Beetle spin, beetle spins. I mean anything with a little or uh, a Mister Twister with the old school little L bracket with the spinner blade on it. Yeah, you control those really effectively. I would think that slower, slower action would be better especially with treble hooks yep yep it's it's just a different a little bit different way of fishing do you th- i think maybe it's a good idea to explain the difference between action and power well power is what people always say it's, it's a medium light power right yep. so it's kind of your what the rod is designed to cast that's that refers to how much effort it takes to bend the tip yeah it's really on like how you like how what range of lures you use. Mm-hmm. So you have ultralight, light, medium light, medium, medium heavy, heavy. Some people have like mag light. Yeah, which is just light little they, yeah. variations of them. But that's kind of your basic you know, five or six types of rods, and that's just you know if you're using a heavy rod, it should be heavier jigs, heavier cover. Use an ultralight; it's lighter jigs, lighter cover. Now the action. Um, or like how fast the rod is. So fast action is a percentage of the rod's overall like length that it bends under a, a kind of a certain load. So like fast action rods flick lures out really quickly. So it works good for, you know, cat like pitching plastics and stuff like that. But if you're throwing, say, like a whole bobber rig with a lot of stuff on it, you kind of want to lob it out there. A fast action rod is not always the best. Or if you're throwing crankbaits, you want a little bit more of a moderate action rod because you want that crankbait to load up deeper into the rod, which that's why like a moderate, say it'll go load 30% into the rod, so 30% down from the seven foot of length, and it'll load deeper into the rod, get you a little more casting distance, plus it'll be softer when you set the hook so you don't rip out those treble hooks. Mm-hmm. And those are not industry standard terms? No, it's actually based on percentages, and it's really loose. Yeah. Like, most of the time, extra fast to me, extra fast is like the upper twenty percent. Fast is twenty to twenty-five percent. Medium fast is like thirty, thirty-five percent, and then moderate is like forty percent. Slow is like over fifty. Yeah, but that is a real gray territory. And that's one of the things when people compare different manufacturers, it's like getting a a size double XL shirt from two different stores. Yeah, like they don't fit the same. One's four inches longer, three inches wider, and the other one's like it looks like it could fit a little kid. Yeah, so that's that's one of the nice things about having this place be open. People can come in here and feel the rods themselves, and yep. rather than just have to trust the description all the time. What kind of reel would you recommend with the new rod? I would recommend a one thousand size reel or fifteen hundred. Um, <clears throat> I don't usually go any bigger than that for panfish, just because I don't I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. I mean, I, I have my CMR C20s on mine. Which is about a thousand size reel. Yeah. I like, I don't like to do the ice fishing reels because the spool's too small. And sometimes when you cast out, 
they get what do they call them, wind knots or whatever? Yeah, the, the spools are so small and such tight diameters, it's hard to get the line off the spool. Fluger President size 20 is my favorite. I would, I would go Daiwa all day long. I know you, I, I know you like the Daiwas, yeah. but just as, as far as comparison, that's, that's the perfect size. One of the reasons I like Daiwas is when I hold it in my hand and wind, I don't hit my knuckles. A lot of Flugers and other manufacturers, I hit my knuckles because my hands are larger. Yeah. So that's kind of the... It's that, like shaking a fistful of uh, bananas there. <laughs> <laughs> Dead Creek Chubs is what I call them sometimes. Um, but no, that, that new ultralight, I'm, I'm super excited for it. I'm excited because Tuned Up will be releasing kind of open water rods throughout the year this year and having them in stock. So it's a very different approach to what we have been doing. I, I love ice fishing, but open water is my baby. I that's I'm gonna get so much more excited about open water and when when I come in the shop and I see open waters on the shelf and I just get to I, I just find that you get to far buy more them. exciting. You get to buy them. Yeah, sometimes, all the time, too many times. Yeah, it's legit. I think open water there's a lot more space to roam. You can catch a lot more species quickly. Fish are so much more active. Um, but I do I ice fishing. I already miss it. Huh. Already, I'm, I'm gonna try to go tomorrow. Bring them up to your lake, okay. Gary. Yeah, come on up. Yeah. Come on up. We're going up to Brainerd. We'll see. That, I mean, they'll probably It might be ice. my last Iceman show ever. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what happens. Bring your survival suit. You'll be fine. I'll, I'll do the Jason Mitchell and hop in the water with uh, shorts on. Okay, so today's <laughs> April 19th. Yes. We figure we'll have this posted within a day or two. Yep. So when, do we, when can people get this new ad? Uh, it's going to be soon. I'm going to say four or five days. Okay. Yep. We've already had a couple people order them, so that's been a little tight. And we'll be doing a well, um, social media push. Yeah, we kind of thought the ice would kind of hang around a little bit longer than five days. <laughs> it, I mean, it turned to eighty degrees and pouring rain. So yeah, look to look to the social channels, look to the Instagram and the Facebook, and you know, that you, that's where you'll hear the first news of this thing being available. Then you'll be able to find it on tuneupcustomrods.com. Yep. And yeah, I'm stoked. I mean, I probably have to buy one. I already put your order in. Thank you. <laughs> You've got my card on file, right? Yeah, it was actually swiped five minutes ago. No, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Same auto reply I get from Rapala. Yeah. Oh, you've been absent for five days on the website. <laughs> Do you need something? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we need a new printer in the shop. Dan could probably buy a rod, huh? Yeah. It says rod <laughs> miscellaneous. What's this? Oh, sh- it's a printer. Yeah. It's from Amazon. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so we've got that new rod coming out. Now, the other thing that's going on for the Iceman is the Teen Challenge tournaments coming Yes, out. we are doing the Teen Challenge again. Are you familiar with Teen Challenge, Gary? Yes, I am, yep. yeah. So last year, John and I had the opportunity to fish in the Minnesota Fishing Challenge tournament, and it happens up on Gull Lake. And we had um, um, Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agrion, and they're huge members of that, and they talked to us about it. We're like, this sounds amazing. So... We signed up as a team and raised almost a thousand dollars, and went up there. And it was just an—I mean, it was just a really impactful event. Yeah, if you didn't believe in God before that tournament, it sure made you believe afterwards. It was—it was—it was remarkable to the to the point where we both looked at each other. We're like, "Well, okay, so may see you <laughs> well, next year." Yeah, yeah. It, it was like I—I I can't miss this. Um, and I think the the most impactful thing to me is uh, I had one of my longtime friends' mom reach out to me right after that tournament. And said, hey, thank you for, you know, doing this. My son has been through this twice. Um, and then last year I had a, a 
a school friend pass away from addiction and, and he went through it once and it just like, you, you don't, I, I guess you can't understand the magnitude of what $1 represents to that organization. It's like that literally saved someone's life, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, it, sometimes they're at the point of like no return and that can bring them out of the depths of whatever they're in. Cause addiction's a bad thing. So it's such a cool program. I've heard about it for years. I've had friends go through it. The success rate is unbelievable. Yeah, if you go into that program and stick it out and come out, your success rate is real high. It's like 85% success rate. It's crazy. So when are you guys doing that? So the tournament is Saturday, June 3rd. So right now we've got our fundraiser page up, and we'd love to to double what we got last year. That's our goal, $2,000. Really like to get uh, a little bit bigger. And just, I mean, and all of the anything that's donated to that is is going straight to Minnesota Teen Challenge. It doesn't like there's no benefit to us. Or, you know, there's nothing that we're no. going to gain from that. Um, in terms of no prizes, none of that. No, no. There's there's no prize money for the tournament. Even it's a completely not for profit tournament. So, you know, they have door prizes and things that companies have donated, but it's not like you can buy your way to a prize by getting a bunch of donations. I mean, we were sitting there last year. We've told this story before, but John and I arrived at the rules meeting, which we thought was a tournament rules meeting. Yeah. And it was at we're, the, we're already like, okay, we got to jot a couple things down. Where can we fish? And then yeah. I mean, we so I pulled in right from work into the Baxter Covenant. I can't remember the name of the church, but this big giant, church in Baxter, giant, beautiful church, probably the biggest church I've ever seen in Brainerd in my entire. Didn't even know it existed until that day. I pulled into the parking lot, and there are hundreds of boats. They're everywhere. All the boats. First guy I see is Al Linder. He's just walking around the parking lot just by himself. I was like, oh, this is cool. And uh, we go in there, and the rules meeting was a, a service. It was, it was part church service, part testimonial by people who are in the program, people who have graduated. And then they talked about the fundraising that had happened. And John and I were sitting there, and we, we both kind of chuckled a little bit because the guys sitting in front of us were wearing jerseys, like... Uh, like like professional angler jerseys. They had their names on them and they had sponsors all over them and we're like, these guys must be, they must be legit. Turned out they were the top uh, donation getters and they had, what was it like? It was, it was, a, hun- it was, it was a hundred thousand, I believe. I, that wasn't one it? team. And it was like, you guys raised a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Like, and it wasn't like they earned it in a hundred thousand dollar chunk. It's like, yeah, it's 700 donations. Like, Oh my gosh. It like, was insane. And, and they were just two dudes sitting I felt, in front of us. As soon as I heard that, I'm like, I feel guilty. Like I did not make enough of an effort. I did not work this hard enough. How much do you guys need to earn this year to get jerseys? To to for us. They bought their own jerseys. Yeah. I know. How much how much do what's your goal for you guys to get jerseys to be out there? So our plan is actually to get jerseys for ourselves. Yeah. But not that's not going to be based on sponsorship. We're just going to buy them ourselves. That's our goal. Yeah. I want to get a jersey just because I think it's, uh, you know, it brings a little validation to it. It's cool. It yeah. makes you feel good. And then we can put our sponsors on there. Yeah. You know, if uh, Maluna and Freedom and Tuned Up wants to sponsor, well, if they want to donate, we'll put their stickers on there. Or- yeah. It's it's just, it's a very, if, whoever has not done it, they should go fish it because it's not about fishing. And it tells you maybe the real reason why you do some of these tournaments. 
Yeah, it was a remarkable event. It was a lot of fun. We had a great day. And by the way, John, I think this winter is shaping up to be a great bed fishing tournament. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's our little Shangri-La that we found <laughs> might turn out to be a good spot. That might be the only thing that has, uh, that we might be fishing on ice. Just be, <laughs> let's, be, let's be honest with you. It was my first time ever on Gulgary. I'd never been on that lake before. And John has been on there a bunch of times. And <laughs> the first thing he does, he's like, I need you to go this direction. And I'm going full throttle. And he's like, we're halfway through this portion. He's like, uh, don't you know that you're in a no wig zone? <laughs> like, no, I don't know that. What do you, I had no idea. Where I, I thought was. he would, would have paid attention to the giant no wake sign, but <laughs> I had no you idea. were not. Well, and you also, I mean, yeah, I should have been, I should have been a little bit more better of a captain. I just, I just assume if I fish a lake enough, I just assume people know it. And yeah. you're like, you had no clue. It's I'd like, never no, been you got to go through the Whose buoys. boat are you taking this year? Dan's. I assume mine. Yeah, because he's got 900 helixes on it. And <laughs> you just push a button and the fish just come up floating to the surface. Well, I tell you what, that, that formula prop deal that we talked about last year, yeah. last episode, has been accomplished. And it was, uh, it was a big project. Yeah. <laughs> but Todd, Todd did amazing. It was, a, it was a much bigger deal than I thought it was going to be. Ran a bunch of lines. The, right after we talked about it, I went to the river. That's the only time I've been out in the boat this year. And I, I only had the 360 hooked up because I, it was the only thing I had hooked up. And uh, we fished pool four from maybe nine o'clock in the morning to about five, six o'clock in the afternoon. So we were out there all day. And one weird thing about that area is that you're just on your trolling motor the whole time. Yeah, so you're not motoring anywhere. It's just there's that many people out there. Is well, it? and there's and this the, like the spot is just like it's like right here. Oh, like this is the spot, and they're all right there. So we fished it all day long, and I had two graphs going, the 360 going, the radio going, the live wheel going. I had all the stuff on, and it was like five o'clock, and I'm already late to get home, and I look down at my helix, and it and it just turned off. I was like that. That's not a good sign. That's not supposed to do that. Went back to start the key. Nothing. Starting battery, dead. And I'm like, oh, son of a gun. You know, so I know I'm not dead in the water because I have got trolling motor batteries, but you have to. So then I had to disassemble the whole boat to get to the trolling motor batteries. And when you unplug the trolling motor batteries, obviously the trolling motor dies and you're in three mile an hour current. So I had to dig out the anchor and anchor and hope it holds. And we got back to the shore and it worked out fine. But it definitely made the point real clear that new rigging needed to happen. And it happened. And it's amazing. Yeah, I'm actually, I, I want to go over to your house and take some pictures. I sent you the picture of it, didn't I? No, 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 no. I want real pictures. Like how oh. the wiring works, how everything goes, how the switches work. Because I got to... I got to do a massive rewiring. Thing. Well, I I'm, mean, my bo- I got a COVID boat, right? So yeah. I got it when the boats were hard to get and they were moving them as fast as they possibly could. So I, I think there's probably some shortcuts that they took. That See, and I bought my boat right before COVID. It was like, I had the extra seat. I had the better trailer. It was like, they were like, just give the boats away because <laughs> it was right before. But what I mean is like, Todd was like, there are some things on this that are I can't give. I can't send you home with what is on here. See, I'm wondering about that because I wonder if you got like shorted wire because I know wire was short. All the circuits were short. Fuse panels were. Short. I mean, well, one thing that was 
that I didn't really think about was the onboard charger. So the the location of the charger is right next to the helm, right next to the to the uh, shifter lever, shifter control. Really. So, it, but it has to go from there back to the stern and then across the whole beam of the boat to the left hand side, to the back left side. Okay. They drilled a hole through the gunnel, mounted it, ran the wire back, and then instead of routing it down through the bilge, they just ran it through the through the um, the throttle cable. No, no, no. Through, outside. What's the what's the thing? The, the splash well. Oh, it was just really? zip tied to the splash well, just a wire. Oh, that's. I mean, it was like a. It's like a. It's like a extension cord, so it's not. It's not dangerous, but it's... Well, and also marine battery chargers, they're, like, designed to run with no sparks. That's their whole thing, because they go in fuel containers. They do all kinds of stuff. But Todd was like, yeah, I, I got to put that somewhere else. It's, <laughs> it looks ridiculous. So it ended up being a, a much, much more involved project than I expected. The amount of wire he used on your invoice, I was well, you like... you saw it. How did you run this much wire? And then I'm like, okay, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I'm like, they had to, like, rewire your whole boat. Yeah, he said that they had to drill a second hole because the initial wiring harness hole was too full. So they had to drill. They had to another, make another channel to get more wire up there. That's nuts. But I turned it on in my garage and it worked. That's good. And I was able to mark waypoints and they shared them, so that was cool. That's awesome. And then the other thing that he did, which I wasn't expecting, was he had his buddy come over who I don't know exactly what he does, something with Mincota, and he did all of the freshest updates on all of the all of the um, finders and on the 360 and on the live. So everything's all perfect up to date. That's awesome. It's pretty legit service. Formula propeller, I can't say enough. It's good stuff. That's so now awesome. all your electronics are on one battery and your starting's all alone. Yeah, so the initial plan was to have all of the electronics to replace the starting battery with a bigger battery, like a 31 series, because it was a 24 series at battery that was running everything. And he was going to replace it with a 31 series. But then he was like, well, you've got this one-year-old Interstate 24 series. Let's just have that be your starting battery and then have this 31 series battery run all your electronics. I'm like, that sounds fine with me. The only concern is that I have a three-bank charger. So the starting battery is not hooked up to that charger. But you shouldn't be drawn too much out of it, so it should be just fine. Yeah, and the starting battery recharges through the alternator. Yep. So it should be okay. It should be okay. And if it's not okay, I'm putting jumper cables in my boat. Because then That's I can just jump from Not the, a terrible idea to I have. I can just jump from the 31 to yeah. the 24. Yeah. Instead of having to tear everything apart again. I do not like tearing apart my boat. Especially on the river with four dudes. I know. Thankfully, the bait crate wasn't taking up much space. <laughs> <laughs> the middles were alive. Yeah, yeah. they were they, they great. That they was had a, food if you needed yeah, it. That was a great thing. How about that segue? Eh? Wait a minute. Okay, so I just thought about this. When you said that, this is designed you can take out, put in your freezer, and you don't have to put the whole thing in there. No, just that. Yeah, just the yeah. center. You just got that? Yeah, sorry. A little slow to the party. It's all right. It is hard to screw it in when you're on the side and yeah, you when it floats when a you can't actually see anything. Is that breathing or is that thunder? That's thunder. It's thunder. Okay. I don't know. 
I'm, I'm excited about it. So yes, uh, the, the thing that we were talking about before, the teen challenge thing. So we would love any support that we could get. If you feel so inclined, you'll see more about it on the tune on the, not the tuned up, sorry, the Iceman Facebook and Instagram page. I think tuned up's probably gonna have to share this too, because it was very impactful. And I think a lot of people don't understand how many people that this impacts and how many people you know that may have gone through it. Well, you know, as much word as we can get out there, I'd love to have Tuned Up share it because it's, yeah. the goal is not for us to, doesn't benefit us personally, but we both walked away from there feeling really energized about supporting this mission. Yeah, it was, it's, it's substantial. If you go to it, just the introduction and, and rules meeting is maybe the, I mean, it, it's, it's pretty powerful. And if anyone is out there listening, thinking that they're interested in doing this, there's still time to sign up. Yeah. If you want to sign up and be a team, go ahead and do that. That would be great. If you do sign up for a team and you mentioned that the Iceman referred you. Yeah. You get into a different drawing. You get into like you, a boat drawing or yeah, something Yeah, there's like some that. little thing that you get. Yeah, I don't know exactly what it is. But yeah, any people who want to be part of it, I don't think they have a cap for how many boats they have, do they? I bet it's like 500 because then Gull can't. Because we, where, where did we, we launched out of the north the, of Federal Dam. The one across from Zorba's. That's where it was. It was forever away. It was great. It was a cool launch. We're launching to Margaret next time. Is that right by your house? You take the river there? Basically. It might still be high enough at that point. <laughs> uh, I bet you can't get through, you won't be able to get through the upper dam. I had a great time. Yeah. I'm excited to do it again. So, yeah, any support, we'd love to have you on board. It's very cool. I don't think I have anything else to talk about, John. I don't either. But uh, these bait crates are pretty cool. Yeah, I'm we really good. appreciate you coming down, Gary. Yeah, I thanks. know you drove thanks all the way for down here us. for this. This, yeah. thing, is, this thing is really fun. I think Melissa's still shop. on the phone, too. Yeah. Did you fall asleep yes, now? I'm still here. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> well, thank you for being here, I'm getting here, out of putting my... Thank you. I'm getting out of putting my kids to bed. Oh, so you're just <laughs> quietly enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, that's 70% of why John and I started a podcast. <laughs> 85. My wife just texted me. The kids were terrible to put to bed. I was like, well, that's good. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> do, you, do you guys do a lot of fishing together? or Just up at the lake with our grandkids. Yeah. You know, I, it is a fun lake to fish. I it will is. tell you that. It's, it's a, a fun a, lake. It's a very fun lake. It's a pretty my lake. My brother doesn't like to let me come. <laughs> yeah, because you catch bigger fish than yeah. he does. He's the diehard. Yeah, I don't know. He thinks he thinks I talk too much. <laughs> Talking about boats, great. I would disagree. You didn't talk. I mean, you didn't talk too much on this podcast. You were <laughs> you were peaceful, and you probably enjoyed it just listening to us. Yeah, it's been great. <laughs> She's like, yeah, it's, it's been terrible. Yeah. I hate you no. guys. Listening to John talk about medium, slow, fast. Yeah, she's That's probably 30 like, 30%. I just lost two weeks of my life listening to that. It's The people need to know, John. They you know, need I, to know. I have done a, I'm going to say, one thing I've done excellent this year is try to dumb down my brain to people when I speak about fishing rods. That was the most humble brag I've ever heard. <laughs> also, I, because I, I had one guy in here and I started talking about like how to cut graphite to wrap around a mandrel and I could see his eyes rolled back in his head and I was like, Ugh. and you had to say to yourself, I know how much smarter I am than this man. No. <laughs> I'm going to dumb my brain down to try to match with no, no, this no. guy. It, it, I didn't mean it like that, but I just meant like, <laughs> I just, I could tell he didn't care. All he wanted to know is he could get multicolored guides on his rod. That's all he wanted. 
And I was like, I'll just stop. He's like, thanks. I'll be honest. A lot of the technical stuff you guys talk talk about, like just even today, I, I would say you did not succeed in that mission today. I know. My, well, I, my eyes were glazing over a little bit. Gosh. Not because it's not interesting, just because, I don't know, maybe I just don't have the context for it or whatever. That's what I mean. There's some people that just don't care. The reason I asked is because we have a lot of people ask what power, you know, is it fast? Is it a slow? But we have people on our, who fish with our rods professionally who talk about it and don't say them right or don't say them the way that we say them. We talk, we don't all talk the same language. No, so, because the language is kind of ambiguous. It's yeah. not like this is set in stone. This is the way we do it. It's, it's pretty fuzzy. Yeah. I mean, the, the basic deal is power is how much, how stiff the rod is and action is how far down it bends before it's in the backbone. Yeah. That's the gist of it. That was way better than my 30 minute speech of that. <laughs> well, I had to really work hard to get my brain in a, a little fuzzy. Mindset. I'm like, yeah. Your leeches will be after using a bait. Hey, 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 look at that. I love it. <laughs> nice segue. Oh, that was terrible. Angling innovations. But you know good. what I mean? I'm, try, I'm trying to get people to understand and, and try to get people up to speed. Nobody, nobody's been sitting in this industry for 20 years and wants to hear my speech. But, but a lot of people ask about it. Mm-hmm. And then I tell them my thoughts. And 20 minutes later, they're like, what did you just say? Yeah, like sometimes you, I have to tell you that. It's, you ever go to like an electrical engineer and you ask, I, I asked an electrical engineer the other day how many uh, joules I could use on a certain circuit. And he told me, but I didn't understand any of the words. I was like, can you dumb this down? He says, well, you use joules. I'm like, yes, because that's what it says on the back of the motor. Nothing else. Like, I don't, I don't know what the hell you just <laughs> said. But Isn't that what you did, Gary? Yes. Yep. Yeah. For 40 years, probably. Yeah. So it's either 220 or 221. There you go. Yeah. You need a bigger wire. That's what I needed to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Get well, the bigger wire. And that's why it did start on fire yeah. after I, I was like, yeah. well, I had a little miscalculation. <laughs> Should have been eight circuits, not 10. I, I'm looking at, I was, when I was getting that, that, that um, 31 amp hour battery, I was like, well, let's just see what happens if you look at lithium. <laughs> and they're so confusing. Very. Like, I don't understand the, the terms. I have a hundred amp hour battery. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Yeah, is what it a 31 is it? or a 24? <laughs> I don't, it says 12 volt. I want a 24 volt system. I don't understand any of this. I have been watching the lithium, and I've heard of these 36 volt batteries that are all like built into one. Yep. Have you? Have you? I think that's fascinating because that could destroy all the flooded glass mats and everything else because it's just one battery then, right? Mm-hmm. It's just got eight million little double A lithiums. That's exactly what they are. <laughs> right? If you cut one open, they're just double A's glued together. Yeah. I know, but it's like. In one of those, it's got to be 10,000 AA batteries. I don't know. I don't know how they make them. The bass guys are big into them now. Makes a boat go faster. Shaves some pounds. Lighter. Oh, I went 107 miles an hour versus 104 (laughs) miles an hour. Get you to the spot. Get you to that spot. That is terrifying. It's super terrifying. All right. We're getting way off track here. Yeah. Should we wrap it up, Tom? We should put put this away in the crate. I like this it. Episode. Look at that. <laughs> Look at all these segues. I love this. Uh, <laughs> Melissa's like, you guys are oh. dumb. <laughs> She's accurate. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate you coming down to the shop, Gary. And Melissa, thank you for being on the phone with us. This, I, this, I really like this product. I think it's great. And uh, I'm excited to get it out there on, on the water. And oh, on, we're going to give the, one away. On oh, next yeah, year. we're going to give one away. What? Uh, How do we do it? We should. They have to figure out what what we're drinking. How in the heck would they do that? <laughs> I don't know. You said it was, a, it was, you said it. I didn't say it. I think I said it in the commercial break. Oh, it's a gluten free. 
No, I hate that giveaway. Oh, I hate that giveaway. We'll okay, do we'll, a, we'll do a Lakeshore. Lakeshore drawing. I like for that. this episode. I like that. Yeah. We're gonna the spammers involved. Do, are you guys are you guys have a social media presence as well for uh yeah. for Baycrate? Yeah, we're on Facebook and stuff also. Okay. Yep. Instagram, TikTok. <laughs> okay, so that's <laughs> what Instagram we'll do. reels. We should do an Instagram reel with this. We're not going to announce the rules here because we don't have them figured out yet. But check, take a look at the two. Du- or the, he what, two guess what? We're going to give one of these away. We're going right? to give one away, and we'll we'll announce it somehow on social media how we're doing it. And we should do something. Okay. Tell you what, we'll do this and a fifty dollars tuned up gift card inside the break crate. That sounds. That sounds we're going to amp it up. I love it. I love it. We should write this down. Yeah, write that down. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for being here. Uh, it's been good to be back at the table. It's been a minute. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. This this thing is pretty pretty innovative. I'm I'm digging it a lot. For sure. For sure. All right. Well, we're kind of getting to our summer pattern here, so hopefully we can have, you know, one or two of these episodes a month. That's kind of our goal, right? Yeah. Ice is coming off. We'll we will talk about open water fishing and some boat stuff out there. Maybe we'll do some video work and stuff too. I'd like to have some more video. Yeah. We have this like fancy camera and this guy that knows how to run it. Not edited. No, I can push play. <laughs> I'm great at that. All right, John, Dan, it's been good Tommy, talking to you, Tommy, Gary, Melissa. Thanks for being on. Thank, Thank you, you very for much. being here. Thanks for having us. And we'll Thank talk you. to you guys all soon. Thanks. We'll go, bye. We'll go bye. to the sounds of Dan's guitar and the rain. There you go.